0: it's friday night right. and the mood is right i'm gonna have some fun show you how it's done Tgif.
1: all right welcome to week 117 of the two guys in the fridays podcast my name is steven that over there's travis i uh i downloaded tiktok did you i did for for tgif cast right you made an account no no just for me
0: just for me. All
1: right. Well, what are you? Uh, what are you getting into over on the TikTok?
0: A lot of more. Just a, another way to expand my Italian learning. I'm, I'm like it's almost all Italian people teaching okay. stuff about Italian.
1: So you're trying to get into the Italian TikTok? That is your goal.
0: i um, well. I'm, I think I'm well into that. Yeah. I've I've been trying to like like skirt the edges of some of the other mm-hmm. uh, TikToks, and it's. It's the algorithm's pretty good, but it started off a little rough. So
1: Yeah, I mean it's gonna take a little while. Are you um are you creating any Italian TikTok yet?
0: No. I, I created one TikTok of the James River. Okay. Just to see how it worked.
1: Did you figure it out?
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess. It was like ten seconds.
1: All right. Hey, uh we're a TGIF podcast. We talk about TGIF. all the shows that came on thirty years ago. Uh before we get into it though, thanks to Liv for the theme song this week
0: yeah Liv, thank you
1: and uh, make sure you're following us on all social media at TGIFcast. you can also uh, go to our YouTube channel got a good got a little I, I think we might have an interview coming up so make sure that you are might have uh, an interview subscribed so you get the notifications so you find out exactly when that video goes live. Just search two guys into Fridays. it's pretty easy to do and uh, if and you want to e- what well, go ahead
0: I actually no go ahead go ahead you're, you're getting into you're getting into what I was gonna say
1: if you want to email us anything. Send us an email, TGIFcast at gmail.com. And it can be anything. If you are um, I'm trying to think who might randomly email us and say they want to come on the I show. I can tell you
0: somebody who would, they didn't email us, but somebody who randomly messaged us oh, as yeah, a result yeah. of, of our social media was the the woman out of nowhere. This is great. And I, we looked for her for so long. The woman who played Baby Melissa. She was one of the two twins that played Baby Melissa on Just the Ten of Us. Saw the reunion episode on, on YouTube. Messaged us on
1: Instagram, I think. Yeah, it was Instagram.
0: Yeah, Instagram, and was like, "Hey, that's me. I'm the baby in the picture." and We I was, and we we're like, "That's really cool." We don't know necessarily what to do with that, but <laughs> I mean, I the problem is, I looked all over for even who she would be to to like try to find her back when we did the thing, but she's not in the credits. She's not credited anywhere, her her or her sister. Oh, no I one is credited
1: that. for the huh. role.
0: So like. I couldn't figure out who even these babies were, which I mean, what I, you know, not she's not gonna bring any kind of like memories or content, but it's just cool to have the people. Yeah, because when she together. messaged us,
1: she was like, Yeah, my mom felt like I should have been part I think, of it. I think she
0: was being sarcastic. I think no, I don't sarcastic. think so
1: at all. I don't think she remembers I, anything and her mom cares more about it than she does.
0: Oh, well that for sure. But I don't think her mom was really upset that she her daughter wasn't No, like not cool.
1: upset, but like cared more than she did.
0: Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But it was cool. She reached out, she said hi and you know i hey, think cool we here, should at probably.
1: least like maybe send a message to some of our other uh friends from that show and see if
0: i posted on bill's facebook i was yeah. like hey you're not gonna believe this the 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 girl the woman who played uh, one of the twins uh-huh. he never, i don't think he responded at all but um which is kind of weird because he's pretty responsive to people
1: but did you, uh, did you message Brooke or no
0: no i i also like i kind of it kind of worked for a post that he posted oh, so okay. it just made sense i i i didn't really i started to message brooke and then i was like i don't know what to i don't know how to how to phrase this we need to know. message the
1: boy twins and see the- <laughs> why they don't remember anything either i don't know uh <laughs> so. all right so we're going to talk about some episodes these are episode well, Even before we get into that too uh, We'd like to look at what was going on in the world 30 years ago And I had a couple stories One of which uh, probably should have happened last week The other uh, did happen this week December the 9th, 1991 The second annual Billboard Music Awards took place Cool Um, Any any big
0: takeaways from that?
1: Yeah um, I would say there are three artists on this list of winners That won a majority of all of the awards Can you name any of them?
0: All right, uh, Brian Adams. Uh, mm, I
1: thought Brian Adams did win one. Yeah, so he won the number one world song single of the year yeah. and number one Hot 100 single. So he got two. But there are a couple uh, artists who have even more than that.
0: Mariah Carey.
1: Mariah Carey number one for sure.
0: Um, are, are we still in a in little? Are we kind of at the tail end of the New Kids on the Block?
1: No, they didn't win anything.
0: No. Okay. Uh, I don't know who else.
1: Whitney Houston. Okay,
0: I didn't know. I don't remember doing much this that year, but okay. She
1: had number one R and B single, number one R and B artist, number one R and B album. Okay. And Garth Brooks.
0: Garth Brooks. Oh wait,
1: one more, Garth, yeah. one, more one more, one more too.
0: Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, well, I'm cheating now.
1: C and Music Factory, you got to announce yeah, them. Yeah, Music too, Factory, because they won yep. one, two, three, four, five, five, six awards.
0: Okay, Wikipedia says they won five, and Garth Brooks won five but I don't
1: know. They also there. like like uh, this is like only the main award. So there might be more for Garth Brooks. that don't show up on here, but this is gotcha. saying CNC music factory. got number one, hot dance, number one, hot, number one, hot dance artist, number one, hot dance, single number one, hot dance, club play artist, number one, hot dance, club play single, and then number one new pop artist. That's five.
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just going, but I'm, I'm telling you what, what it said. Uh, hold on. If I, one, two, yeah they don't they don't go into details here uh, I think it's funny that the that the first two years it was hosted by Paul Schaefer
1: yeah it's all. that does your show any like performers or anything what you're looking at uh
0: no it's no. very bare very bare bones yeah, um Mariah Carey one top female artist Brian Adams top 100 Mariah Carey top Billboard 200 C&C and Garth Brooks multiple wins host Paul Schaefer it was in Santa Monica California that's all, right. all I got
1: uh, I try not to keep it like too music and movie heavy, but uh, what were the number one songs and movies this week?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh look. Oh, I'm sorry. I did. Just, I did just. If you click on the year, it actually does go into detail for like every award, but there's still no like live performances. Okay. Uh, well, hold on. Let's see. One, two, three. This, this does show six. This that's weird. For it does show six C and C Music Factory when you click on the details. I think that's what so I'm so looking at right now. Someone needs to go in there with some edits. Um. Anyways. Uh number one number one song, big one. This is a big song. Uh black and white, Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. Um yeah, first single off off of Dangerous. We talked and, about it a
1: couple weeks ago because uh, his brother was remember his brother oh, released right. that song yeah, like the yeah, same yeah, week yeah. or
0: whatever. A couple weeks before, yeah. But yeah. Um so this is a big deal. I mean, I was looking at the Wikipedia page and there's just like dozens of things that this like records and and significant things around this song, but uh, so yeah, big deal. Macaulay
1: Cog in the white. music video.
0: Was that the one that he was in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then, um, movie. We have a new movie. It's Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country. So that was the number the one last, movie. That was the number one movie. Yeah, Star Trek <laughs> movies are typically the number one movies when they come huh. out. They're, they're you probably. know, There's I saw
1: one Star Trek movie in the theater. Couldn't tell you which one it was, but uh, I saw when one. When you
0: were a kid or when you were an adult? Kid probably my guess would be generations were you like <sighs> like 12 13 probably sounds about right My that was a big so so star trek 6 the one that came out this week and was number one was the last one with the the original crew the original like star trek crew. okay and then generations was i believe i believe that was the first one that had the the next generation cast um as did you crew. go watch
1: all of them this week
0: Well, I've been I've been slowly watching the Star Trek show, like from the beginning, the first Star Trek, the cartoon that came out in the 70s. I'm on Generation Next Generation right now. And I've been like putting the movies in place. So it just kind of fell into place that I happened to watch it. Uh, But I did watch it last night. And and it's I mean, it's a really good movie. Uh, But Generations was a big deal because it was the last one. And I think that's the one that they was also they also had like the two casts like crossed over. So like the old cast was in it and, and the next generation.
1: You know, cast. I take that back. I've seen two in theaters. I saw the, uh, like the new series, the like Pine, the, the first Pine? one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with think it was, like, uh, Zachary Quinto and, uh, JJ yep. Abrams yep, yep. and everything. Yep. I saw yep. the first one of those in theaters. So I've seen two.
0: Okay. Yeah. Those new ones are good. I like those new ones. I like the old ones too. Um, the old ones are a lot more dense though. A lot more storytelling and a lot less shooting people.
1: Uh, any movies or uh, birthdays? That was a week.
0: No birthdays. No, no birthdays. Let's talk. Uh, well, I guess what we, should, what we should let people know. So these episodes came out December thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. Um, Family Matters and Perfect Strangers were in reruns, so that leaves Step by Step, season one, episode thirteen. We'll talk about Baby Talk, season two, episode eleven, and then we went ahead and watched an episode of Dinosaurs to get us a little bit closer to that TJF uh, showing.
1: Yeah, so let's start it off, uh, this would have been the 8.30 slot that week, step-by-step season one, episode 13. The name of the episode is Getting Organized, and it starts off, you got the whole family in the kitchen. It's breakfast time. Um, JT and Cody start talking about aliens, and yep. uh, I don't know, the whole family's like not really buying into it. And I think Dana is really paying attention to what they're saying the most, it seems like
0: yeah yeah and they said that they that there was just a sighting in green bay and cody's like reading this book about aliens and this guy who got uh, abducted by aliens so there's just they're really into it especially cody
1: so everyone ends up like leaving for school and uh karen and dana are kind of staying behind and dana has this idea hey why don't we pretend that uh there's sorry about that stupid robot vacuum thing um, the Roomba.
0: No, no. Well, she doesn't. So we don't get a lot here right now. What we what we get is that basically, she's like, "Hey, I got an idea that we can trick JT and Cody. Karen, do you want to take part?" And that that's really kind of where we we don't really get a lot of detail see, I, on.
1: That. I think they said a little more than that because I wouldn't have wrote this on here. They that they're gonna make them believe that there's a real UFO is what I wrote. That.
0: You're right. You're right. So there is that part of it, but they the the they flesh it out a little bit later. More so.
1: All right. So we know that's what they're setting up for. There's going to be a trick. They're going to play a trick on Cody and JT to make them think aliens are real or there's a real UFO or something like that. Right. right. All right. So after the theme song, we come back and then we get a new scene where we are now in Frank's office. we I don't think we've ever seen this before. We have not. This is the
0: first time we're seeing it.
1: And it is a disaster. There are boxes on boxes on shelves and on the floor and that you can't see the desk. And like it is just like a hoarder's paradise in there.
0: Like I understand having your own system and and I've you know there's a lot of people who are disorganized and get things done, but this is I, impossible I, like I don't understand how he gets anything
1: done, yeah, and Carol's there too. she I guess she went to the office with Frank and um
0: no well she shows up later she he's already there doing stuff, and then she she walks in a little bit
1: okay, and she's like making comments about like how messy it is, and like just like I mean she's kind of disgusted by it pretty much,
0: well yeah, and she's like, how do you get anything done? This is ridiculous,
1: and um she suggests, uh, hey, Frank, why don't you let me, uh, organize the, uh, office for you? And she, he's like, Oh, man, I can't do that. I got my system and my shoeboxes and, uh, She's like, "All right, well, uh, think about it." And she like goes to open the bathroom door and he's like, "No, stop." And as she does, she's like murdered <laughs> by a tower of falling boxes that falls on her yeah. and he's like, and "All right, you, maybe you can organize it."
0: When you say shoe boxes, like I don't even understand how he acquires these shoe. There's so many. I mean, they're everywhere. Every every space that you could stack a shoe box, there's a shoe box. So, I don't know how he gets these shoe boxes, but he's got a a collection of Dumpster them. Dumpster diving maybe but they're so nice. They're also like clean and and like perfectly like perfect corners. It's it's wild.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the shoe stores next door to the uh construction Maybe. That's office. Fair. That's but, fair. But uh yeah. So that's kind of that scene. Like he's like, "All right, you can uh, you can organize it." So then we go back to uh the house and uh Karen is getting off the phone with Steve. And we find out Steve's got a brother. And Steve's brother is able to fly a helicopter over their house um, at night and even has like a spotlight to shine a light down on the house to make yep. JT and Cody think that there's a UFO and that this helicopter is actually a UFO.
0: That's like a heavy lift just to fly a helicopter for the prank two dudes that live in, in like in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's, when you're, when you're Karen,
1: you get whatever you want. It seems like.
0: It does, but now she has to go steady with Steve. Although she, it sounds like she's okay she with that. To. Yeah, yeah. He wants to go steady because she, he's going to break up, break up with Bobby, Billy? Bill. I don't know, Bill. Bill. Yeah. Okay.
1: So Dana's thrilled that this helicopter thing's going to happen. Dan, uh, Karen goes to break up with Bill in the other room, I guess, on the phone. And then uh, JT and Cody walk in. They get home. And uh, Dana tells them that she needs to apologize because she's been doing some research, she's been thinking about some things. And. She thinks that uh, last night, I guess, right there, she might have actually seen a real UFO.
0: Well, yeah, and she tells this whole story about how she was out, she was taking some cans to go to recycle, and you know, out of nowhere, this bright light, all this noise, and the ground was shaking, and then and then the aluminum just vanished. Um, and Cody, obviously, she has been she has been reading in Cody's book because Cody immediately recognizes this as a phenomenon that happens where the the aliens need the aluminum in order to survive and so they they steal aluminum when they can.
1: Yeah, and she's like, "You know what? I think that uh UFO might be coming back and I think it might come back tonight around tonight. 10 p.m. and you guys uh could probably help me cuz like I'm not going to go back to this recycling plant. I bet you we can yeah. track this UFO to the house. If we get a bunch of aluminum. You guys can even wrap yourselves in aluminum foil and uh I know that this UFO is gonna come back for the aluminum if we do this.
0: Yep. Yeah, this is a, yeah. Just get and get as much aluminum and get get wrapped as well as you can.
1: They're on board. They, they're game. They're like yeah, they're, oh, they're buying this it. sounds like the perfect idea. We are finally going to get to see a real UFO. Exactly. So um, then we go a little later. Um, quick little scene with uh, Penny and Ivy and JT and Cody all in the kitchen. And totally pointless. Yeah, totally they're, pointless. they're just bringing out cans and they're like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we got to get these uh, UFO, these aliens need aluminum. So that's what we're doing. And then Penny is uh, telling her mom. About a story she read about aliens and how uh, I think she's she was reading like a tabloid or something at the uh, grocery store.
0: Yeah, she says that.
1: And uh, aliens need human women for procreation. And Ivy's like, ah, I wouldn't get your uh, hopes up on that one.
0: <laughs> Not even with aliens. Ugh. What about what about Norbert? You think Norbert's an alien? No. Why she she's body bailing on Norbert for some aliens?
1: She'll take anything and everything at this point
0: that's true
1: so a little later um back at the uh, lambert construction office um the place looks great carol has uh cleaned it all up she's got a system going and not only that it looks better it looks better it looks great
0: here's what here's what, here's my here's my my issue with this this organization job okay is it prior to the organization frank kept all of his stuff in shoe boxes that he had just thrown anywhere into stacks all she does is take the shoebox. I mean, there, she does more, and you're, we're going to talk about that. But as far as like the hard copy paper stuff, she still keeps all the shoeboxes. She just makes them look nicer. He's got file cabinets. Why not like file away the paper? We don't know documents. what's in those
1: file cabinets. They could be full.
0: Full of what? Like beer or documents? Well, get get another get another file cabinet. You know, my point is, if you're gonna if you're gonna take the time to organize, like, don't end it with still having stacks no and stacks boxes, of shoeboxes. Man. Yeah. All
1: right. I think she did a great job. Um, also, she did do a good job. I think you, there
0: was, I think there's more to be done though. If you
1: take a look at the desk, she has also purchased a computer. Computer. 1991. What kind of computer is this? Because it, it seems like it's a laptop, know. right?
0: It's a laptop because there's no, there's no like, uh, I don't know, what they call them back in the day it's like CPU. tower or whatever.
1: Yeah. And and in another scene, the, the computer ends she, up at their house. So, I mean, she's at
0: home. Yeah. So it's definitely some kind of laptop.
1: I didn't even know laptops existed in 1991, but I guess they did. Yeah.
0: I guess that's smart, too. I mean, I guess, well, I was going to say something that's a little bit ridiculous, but he can take it on site and be able to access documents. Yeah, obviously, he can't get on, you know, like, Wi-Fi or anything, but...
1: Well, no, yeah, none of this, all this stuff is just on his desktop. He's got little folders for yeah. everything. Like, he's just pulling it up and saying, all right, $35,000 for this job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing's in the cloud at this point. Um no. So, yeah, so a computer, and uh, Frank's like, I don't trust computers. There's no way I'm using a computer because... These things just don't work for me. And then she kind of shows him like what they can do and how she's able to pull up uh, estimates real fast. And he's like, "All right, well, maybe this computer thing is gonna work out after all."
0: Yeah, he's he's here's what I like about about uh, Frank in this episode is he's very hesitant to change, but he's also very quick to be like, "Oh, this is not that bad. I'm, I'm into this. I'll I'm, I can learn."
1: Yep. So uh, then we go back to the house. Uh, Carol's working on the computer. Um, Al has her uh, video camera, at least like the family video camera, out, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna f- film some aliens." And then uh,
0: <laughs> Carol's like, "Okay."
1: Yeah, Carol then uh, goes back to working on the computer, and uh, for some reason, as she's trying to pull up this job, she gets the uh, file not found error, and uh, we've yeah. got, we've got a problem.
0: Well, she's trying to show Mark how cool the computer is because you know that's the kind of thing Mark would be into, and that's when she realizes she has lost everything.
1: Yeah, so she's unable to pull up uh, anything at all. Mark is like, hold on, let me see what I can do. So he starts typing, starts typing. And eventually he realizes all of the records are gone. And now it is time to panic because there's nothing even he can do.
0: And it's, uh, yeah, it's gone. They're gone.
1: So Frank comes down. He uh, hugs This reminds you
0: of uh, a situation that happened to us, I guess, a couple years ago now.
1: Oh, with... Uh, the original with uh, Kimmy Andrea Gibbler? Barber.
0: Yeah, the original Andrea Barber. Yeah. Interview. Uh,
1: I don't know. I mean, it did not remind me of this until you brought it up, but I guess it is pretty similar. It's pretty similar. We didn't lose everything, though. Just everything on that one interview.
0: Well, that was everything. <laughs> was everything.
1: Not, I mean, not the whole computer wasn't wiped. Anyway.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: Uh, Commercial break. Yeah, it's, yeah, so uh, Frank, Frank comes down, um, he's like hugging Carol, he's like, oh man, I love this computer thing, it, so, it makes everything right. so nice and so easy, I can just pull up all my jobs and everything, and she's like trying to avoid telling him that all the files are gone, because she knows how excited he is, and how much he uh, was doubting the computer system, and now exactly what he was worried about has happened, and he's like, hey, pull up that, uh, that bid for me. And she's <laughs> big like, one? well, Frank i'm sorry but uh it's all gone and then they get in an argument they're like oh my god i told you i didn't want these computers well i was trying to help you you know like
0: yeah but I, and so and she's like well it's okay you haven't thrown away anything yet have you he was like i threw away everything you told me it was good to go everything is in the dumpster it's gone
1: yep so now they need to go find all those shoe boxes that he had thrown away i'm guessing these are the ones that were on top of the file cabinets right that you didn't want there
0: and um, that's yeah yeah she so i guess i guess and this actually starts to make a little bit of sense as we talk through it and she kept the shoe boxes so he could make sure everything was good that he was comfortable and then once he was he threw he was gonna throw them away himself which is what he did um that makes sense that yeah makes sense. so
1: apparently they're all in a dumpster near the office and they've got to get there and get them out before the dumpster gets uh dumped i guess right right so that's where we go to now we are now at a scene where in front of a dumpster and um Frank uh, tries to climb up and he's like, Carol, you need to uh, help me with this. And uh, she's like, I'm not getting in that dumpster. But uh, eventually he uh, boosts her up after having a little bit of trouble doing it, it seems like. and uh, I, would,
0: I would say that I, I, I saw this scene completely different than you saw it. I, okay. they, to me, they get to the dumpster and she's like, go ahead, Frank, jump in. And he's like, no, 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 you're getting in because this is your fault. And he essentially throws her into the dumpster to, to get her in there first. And then he comes in after her.
1: So they're in the dumpster. That's where this scene is taking place now. And they're looking for boxes. They're trying to find these shoe boxes. Carol is like completely grossed out from being in this dumpster. And it doesn't seem that dirty. It doesn't seem Gosh. that bad. I don't know about that. I see like a Chinese box in one corner and most of the rest is just like paper and boxes, it seems like. So they're, they're kind of going through looking for these shoe boxes. And then they hear um, who Carol recognizes the voice. The guy that owns the Chinese restaurant, like, down the block or whatever. Right. So, Carol's like, oh, no, I do his wife's hair. We need to be really quiet. So, she's like, they're completely silent. They, um, the guy from the Chinese restaurant doesn't hear them. But then, all of a sudden, a whole bunch of Chinese food and trash from the Chinese food restaurant gets dumped into the dumpster right on top of Carol's head. Now, now it's gross.
0: Now, it's super gross.
1: She's got lomain like, dripping from her ear. Duck and sauce. Duck sauce everywhere. Some egg roll wrappers, I think I saw Ooh, it in egg there. Egg drop soup. Yeah. Who knows the temperature of these items. And uh, they might have had a... Ch- they probably did have a lunch buffet, and this is everything that was left over. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> so <laughs> gross, Frank you. is just cracking up. He thinks it's the funniest thing ever. He's laughing, like, directly at Carol, like, not even trying to hide it. And then... Even more food gets dumped into the dumpster. This time, right on top of Frank's head.
0: I got a theory on this. Okay. I don't think the second time was either. I, I don't know. If, I don't want to say planned, but I don't think that that uh, Frank knew that was going to happen or Carol because the way Carol's reaction, Suzanne Summer's reaction. Oh, to you mean Patrick, the
1: actors? Yeah. No, they. The were, Su-
0: Susan, her reaction to him getting seems that very Chinese genuine. Food is yeah. She cracks up. I mean. And I believe it like I, to me, it seems like she's legitimately just like losing it because of how funny she thinks it is. I, I don't I th- don't think they told him or it wasn't planned to happen yeah. or whatever, but I think that she was legitimately caught off guard and thought it was the funniest thing.
1: I don't know. I think they told him, but I, I think she was still like laughing, like seriously laughing that she thought it was funny. But I I, I think it was par- it was planned.
0: OK, all right.
1: we we'll, right. we'll ask him when we have him on next week. Yeah. yeah. Or the week after, or something. Patrick
0: Duffy, he'd be fun to get on. Patrick Duffy or in Suzanne Summers, I don't know. either one.
1: All right, so they're both laughing at each other now. They're both having a good time somehow, and uh, then they go back looking for the uh, shoe boxes again. But once again, this uh, plan is interrupted by the sound of a garbage truck, which then picks up the dumpster and proceeds to flip it upside down into the back of the truck.
0: And then Frank and Carol are crushed to death by the trash truck yeah you
1: would think so right
0: i mean that's how that's how it works right
1: yeah um so no that's not what happens uh we then go back to the uh lambert foster house where we see frank and carol getting home laughing still covered in low main um and then karen and dana are shown after they go inside and they're coming outside calling for jt and cody because this plan with the aliens is about to happen it's going down So Dana
0: can feel it that they're coming. They're on their way.
1: Yeah, I think Karen Karen has the video camera now at this point, I believe, right?
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: And uh, JT and Cody come out from the uh, house and they are wrapped head to toe in aluminum foil looking ridiculous. Looking like the movie... What was that movie? Signs that came out way after this? Yep, yep,
0: yep. yep. Signs, yeah, that's the one.
1: So, I mean, okay. Now I gotta think about something. This aluminum foil theory, this is something that people know about aliens because this is too... Unrelated, I have instances.
0: never heard it before. Um, and I totally forgot about the, the fact that that is a big part of signs. And now that you mention it, like, I don't know, maybe it is, maybe it's something that is like more on the fringe of the alien, you know, conspiracy theory. But I, again, there is some consistency there, it seems like. Unless, um, uh, what's it, M. Night Shyamalan is a big step by step fan. It's like, we gotta, it's probably what it is. They created the mythology and we gotta keep it going.
1: So a lot of stuff starts happening now. Um, They're filming during this whole thing. And um, Dana's like getting them to do jumping jacks and like saying that we need to get the attention of the aliens. And then I think from inside, maybe the phone rings. I didn't hear a phone, but Karen's like, oh, I got to go answer this phone. Yeah, I didn't either. So she runs inside to go get the phone. Um, JT at this point thinks that Dana is pranking them. He's He's like,
0: yeah, he's like kind of on to her that something's up.
1: He tries to uh, go inside and like call out Dana for this prank, but as he does it, the helicopter arrives. Uh, the light is shining down below. Karen, yeah. Karen comes out at the same time and is like, "Hey, Dana, um, I can't." Steve called and uh, this helicopter thing's not going to happen. And then Dana looks up and wonders, "Is this really aliens?" this helicopter it's not a helicopter maybe this is an alien spaceship
0: and then cody cody and and jt are now like celebrating cody's got his guitar and he plays the sounds from close encounters of the third kind and the uh the ufo or whatever it is responds with you know the response from third encounter or uh, close encounters of the third kind dana faints so there's something weird that happens here that really this this whole episode ends with kind of no resolution but there's a there's a well, here's why. Here's why I say that. Maybe maybe you caught something I didn't. But as the scene is closing, like they're still playing the m- instruments to the to the lights. The lights are responding. Dana's fainted. Cody does say, "I think they bought it." Yeah. But he's. The, but then they continue to like act like it's actually aliens after everything is kind of over.
1: I don't know. I yeah. So, I, I immediately thought that Cody and JT had had figured out that this prank was going to happen. Okay. So then they pranked Dana making her believe that it was actually an alien spaceship.
0: And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that conclusion. I just don't think that they really, I think they could have fleshed it out a little bit better. I don't think they really ended it well in that in that sense.
1: I wrote that after Dana and then Karen ran inside, they determined that it was an actual helicopter. I don't remember what it was, but like I wrote down. that,
0: that. never. I don't think that ever happened. I'm going to disagree with it that.
1: It was a helicopter, I wrote. JT uh-huh. and Cody pranked Karen and Dana. End of episode. Okay.
0: The other thing about this episode that doesn't get resolved is the fact that Frank still has none of his records.
1: I mean, we've got plenty more episodes of this season.
0: That's fair. Maybe they figure out the computer situation. I mean, I like the episode. No. All she I had to do was
1: episode. make a backup disk, and this would have been fine.
0: But she didn't. Was there another no, episode with backup? Who, who discs? does? not one ever does. Uh, la, la 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 la. I thought
1: like there um, was.
0: Nothing comes to mind. Where I mean, we're oh just no, that music. was an
1: episode of Sex in the City that my wife was watching. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, we're just getting into computers. They barely even have computers. Carrie didn't
1: back up her laptop or something.
0: That's like her job.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, So we're skipping Perfect Strangers. We're going right to uh, Baby Talk. This is season two, episode 11. The name of the episode is Away in a Manger. Um, This time, they've uh, gotten smart with these intros. No more gross other babies. It's just Mickey in the intro. Um, Mickey's talking about Christmas. He's got a construction outfit on. I think yep, he's got something, maybe like a drill or something. I don't know. He yeah, makes, makes a comment tools. about the batteries being dead or something on it. And uh, that's our intro for this week.
0: Yep, that's it. It's cute. I mean, it's cute. it's it's better than all the other ones so far.
1: Um, so we get our theme song. We come back to uh, Maggie and James and uh, Mickey. Mickey. They're bringing in a, a Christmas tree. And um, we know that we're getting set up for a Christmas episode.
0: It's a Christmas episode. It's a holiday episode. It's early
1: in December. Does that mean no more baby talk the rest of the season? Is this it? Uh,
0: Yes, that's correct.
1: Oh, all right. Um,
0: That's your Christmas gift.
1: Yeah. So uh, then we go to a scene with them uh, wrapping some gifts, uh, the three of them back in the apartment. And uh, James is making a bunch of jokes about how many gifts that Maggie's bought because she's got gifts for everyone, like the mailman and like the token collector at the subway. Yeah. And like, she's like, what are you doing? Here? Why are you buying everyone all these gifts? And Maggie's like, uh, what are you, James, just a Scrooge? And he's like, no, I'm not a Scrooge. I like Christmas. And uh, I just buy the important gifts or something like that.
0: Well, yeah. And there's also a lot of conversation here. It, it, about how James is a big like he loves Christmas like it's favorite he but he likes to just give gifts to the important people in his life and it's kind of a, just a back and forth with like who likes Christmas more between the two of them
1: yeah I mean it kind of ends with him thinking that she's crazy but then there's a knock in the door and it's Anita and Anita needs Maggie to come over and watch the cookies that are baking because she's got to run out and get more icing because she ran out of icing
0: right exactly
1: so this is James's chance Um, James James, knows that Maggie got him something for Christmas, and while she goes over to Anita's, he just goes right for it and uh, goes to open the gift that uh, is unwrapped at this point (laughs) but in a box from Maggie.
0: With his name on it.
1: With his name on it. And I made a comment here, too. Like, he could have been a little more careful with this. He, like, dented the box, like, as he uh, went to go open it. Like, there's no way she wouldn't have known that he was he with this
0: gift. He did not care about leaving evidence. This was just, this was reckless from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, and, like, he tells Mickey, like, he's only doing it to find out, like, how much money she spent. So, that way, he knows what he needs to do for her gift, and he opens it, and he is very excited because as we've talked before, this is a very important event invention of 1991. <laughs> he opens it up, and it's the answering machine that he has always wanted.
0: And I, I, had, I wasn't buying a lot of answering machines personally back in 1991, but I feel like they were really, really expensive, like a couple. Yeah, hundred I mean, bucks, that's like what it seems bucks.
1: like. Like he makes a comment, like, "Oh my goodness, she spent this much money on me." Like, and I, I think mean, he
0: says, "Like this one has like a remote control and stuff." Like. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen a, a answering machine with a remote control.
1: Yeah, I don't remember having a physical answering machine. Like, I don't know when they came out with like oh, the definitely. home, like voicemail things where you can like call the number and get your messages. I don't know what year that was.
0: We We absolutely had answering machines that had like yeah. little tapes in them that I you don't, had to record. How we your- ever did. We, we And you were, had to rewind the tape and the whole deal Yep, absolutely I never I don't ever remember having the kind of standalone ones Because originally they weren't even connected to the phone Like you had to plug it in to your phone It was a separate device Yeah um, But we definitely had the ones that were the phone And physical answering machine with the tape The whole deal, absolutely Like
1: the phone and the answering machine as one unit
0: Yep, yep mm-hmm. Okay,
1: yep. all right so he's like, oh man, this! she spent so much money. I don't have enough money to even match close to this. I need to go find some money. What am I gonna do?
0: <laughs> just sell a song. Yeah. Didn't you, didn't you just record an album?
1: Um, get, get, that, get that
0: Spotify money.
1: Yeah, so skip forward a little bit. Now we are um, at a department store where James has magically gotten a job playing Santa Claus.
0: The least Santa person looking Santa person is it just signs up to be Santa.
1: So then there's like a little montage of kids like sitting on his lap, asking for different gifts. Um, you know,
0: there's I mean, there was one kid that was it's worth pointing out here.
1: Right. I don't know. The kid that wants IBM stock or some. Someone no, else.
0: T- Taj Mowry. Taj, Taj Mowry. Oh,
1: is he one of them around there? Yeah. yeah, he's one of
0: the kids. So so Teddy, obviously, from Full House, but also Tia and Tamara from Sister Sisters, Younger Brother in Real Life. But yeah, Taj, Taj
1: Mowry. Was I didn't one even the catch What did he ask for? Or did he not even get I don't vocal? remember. He did. He,
0: no, he did. He, he said something. I didn't pay much. The only, the only kid who stuck out was the kid who wanted IBM stock. And I looked it up and he wouldn't have really made a whole lot of money.
1: And his dad was like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we go back to Maggie's house. They're, I think Maggie and maybe Mickey are out there. They're decorating the tree. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a new kid over. That's right. Um, oh yeah,
0: Max is there, and he's talking. Hey, he's t- he's explaining Hanukkah to Mickey while Maggie is, is is setting up the tree.
1: Yeah, and apparently Max lives right down the hall. I've never even yeah. knew this kid existed. Um, I don't know why <laughs> his mom doesn't ever watch Mickey. It's only Anita.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't like his mom. Maybe they're like, we need a you know, we're doing a favor by watching him. We're good. We don't need your help on the other end.
1: Or they don't like him because he's Jewish. One or the other. <laughs> I mean, it could be. We don't know Maggie's um, backstory about that. So, uh, he lives down the hall. He's telling Mickey all about Christmas, or Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Circumcision is a big uh, topic in this uh, Small discussion. Topic. Small topic. Um, knock the door. It's James, and uh, Maggie's like, where have you been the last few days, James? And he's like, well, I've just been shopping a whole lot. And she's like, I didn't think you liked doing all that shopping. And uh, he, I don't even know why he's there. Like, what is the point of this Oh, he brings her a record. Like, she wanted to borrow, like, a record to listen to, right?
0: I don't even know. I, this, to me, was one of those, like, why are they... I, I had the same thought that you just had initially, which is, this is not important.
1: Yeah, so he came over to deliver a record that she wanted to borrow, Christmas record to listen to. But while he does that, they... The only real reason this scene happens is so he can say, like... So he can, like... They can set up that he's hiding something, which we know is being That's Santa Claus at the uh, department store. So... He's like, oh, I got to go. I can't stay. I got more shopping to do, which we know means I got to go back to the department store and be Santa Claus a little more. And then um, this part really made no sense where Tony comes in for no reason. And he's like, hey, Max's mom told me that it's time for uh, Max to come home now.
0: I love how like everyone in, no one in this apartment just does their own thing um yeah and so he gives they're basically like james take max home as you leave because you weren't supposed to be here to begin with
1: like if they would have just like not had max in the next scene we would have assumed no. that max went home like not that like max was still <laughs> there or max escaped or know, max th- climbed and jumped out uh, the window or something i don't know i i think they wanted to put tony in a scene i guess like all right tony you can do well, this, yeah, this
0: yeah yeah they were giving him uh giving him some screen time but like why who cares yeah
1: i don't know um, so then there's another scene of uh, James back at the store. and I think we do we meet the one elf this scene kind of a little more? Is that what happens here?
0: i you, I think there's a little bit more um interaction with her, but yeah, I, I, Selma is her name, and she's kind of the helper elf that's throughout the entire episode they're just
1: trying to like build this like kind of relationship between the two of them
0: well she's a big part of the moral of the story yeah the yeah,
1: yeah. for sure i mean i think that's why they threw this scene in like to like make it sure. look like they've been kind of hanging out and talking a little bit throughout the episode so yeah after that we go back to uh maggie um in the bedroom with mickey and he's she's getting him like ready to go to sleep. And they're also in front of like a Christmas manger scene. And he's like, right. She's explaining they're, to him like all the different like character well, characters, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> sure. um, no, she's,
0: she's, she's explaining the nativity to him. And, and there's also all these weird camera angles from like behind the nativity scene, like through it, that it, are just unnecessary. And this, this episode, this is kind of where it really starts to hit you that this episode is trying really, really hard to be like, a fan like a nice family holiday episode and it's so bad (laughs) did this
1: uh this episode win any cinematography awards or anything this episode didn't
0: win anything no
1: no okay this is yeah so she finishes telling him about everyone and uh puts in the bed in the crib and then i think we go right into like a dream sequence
0: it's a dream sequence yeah uh
1: where so
0: the I guess with James sequels where basically James is, is Joseph, Maggie is Mary, and Mickey is Jesus, although he's already a toddler. And they're coming to the Bethlehem motor end, and obviously, based because of the story, uh, there's no room at the, at the inn. Anita is the innkeeper. Anita, when they knock on the door, says, who is it? I got a slingshot. Because you know how she always says she has a gun yeah. uh, when people knock on her door. Uh, she takes them over to the manger. The manger is just filled with stuffed animals, donkeys, camels, the whole deal. Um, and then Tony walks in, who is one of Tony. I'm sorry, Tony and a giant snow human frosty snowman, frosty the snowman. frosty walk in, and they are two of the three wise men.
1: And uh, what they've brought, uh, baby Mickey, some gifts, right?
0: Well, they did. They, the other thing before we get to the gifts is that they do say that the third wise man is is Rudolph. Huh.
1: So, uh, it, what is it like the Bible or something like uh, the gifts that they brought? But it was a little different, right?
0: It's very different. Like gold, these were and certainly myrrh not the gifts. And... Frankincense were the what they brought in the Bible.
1: And what did they bring here?
0: They brought gold, Frankenstein, and a picture of Merv Griffin. Frankenstein and
1: Merv Griffin. That's right.
0: Uh, the other thing too, and this is funny because we had a Steve in Step by Step, and then they Mickey, um, Mickey's for whatever reason, um, James has named Mickey Steve, and then Maggie says, "No, I'm going to name him Jesus." I don't know why. I don't know why they didn't just name him Mickey and then name him Jesus, but whatever. So maybe this was on the writers board of like, hey, let's make an episode where everybody's named Steve.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um anything else you want to talk about this before he kind of wakes up from his dream?
0: Well, so so Tony does this the kind of the point of the dream and and what leads to some more stuff in the episode is that Tony says that they followed the star there and that they were told that that this child would would have the secret to peace on earth. Oh yeah. Um and be able and and so mickey wakes up and he's kind of got this idea in his head that, that christmas is about about peace on earth and trying to figure out what what that means
1: so after this whole scene we go back to the department store um all the kids are yelling we want santa because uh james isn't there for some reason he's
0: late yeah he's running late
1: he shows up he's wearing a jacket over his uh outfit he doesn't have his beard or his hat on and uh talks to uh what's her name selma so, mm-hmm. and it's like apologizing for being late but she's like ah oh, it's fine uh, she's great about it she's were, like no problem he was what in line at the jewelry counter or something
0: yeah the jewelry department was busier than he thought it was going to be and so that that's why he was late
1: and we're assuming I, I don't know if they say this straight out but he's buying some jewelry for Maggie for yeah. Christmas
0: yeah I mean that's a, that's a pretty safe assumption
1: um, so then like, as he's getting ready to be Santa, uh, we see the rest of the apartment complex show up. We've got, uh,
0: not, not all of them. I mean, Max wasn't there. Max Warren there. wasn't there. Okay.
1: Does Warren live in that same building? I don't know. Maybe not. So, uh, Matt or not Max, Mickey, Maggie, Anita, Tony and Danielle show up. Danielle. Right? Yeah. Is I, I, is it Danielle or Daniella? Danielle, it's Danielle. Okay, you you were right the whole time. So, um, they all show up, and Anita kind of immediately realizes that Santa Claus is James, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. They quickly the adults, and maybe Tony even as well, but the, the adults at least quickly realize that that James is Santa Claus.
1: Yep. So they realize that he's Santa, but they still go over, get in line, sit on his lap. Mickey gets on James's lap, and uh, Mickey knows it's James like right away. And I think like obviously mickey can't talk but does he say like that he wants peace on earth is what he wants for christmas or something here? i think
0: so yeah i think that's the, the gist
1: yeah but james but he can't talk so it doesn't really get the message <laughs> across but uh it's not, not out loud um yeah so now it's the uh, end of the night at the department store everyone is gone um james and selma have an eggnog toast this is Christmas Eve, I think, too, right? It's like the end of the holiday season, or something. I, I believe
0: so, yeah. And they're kind of just, kind of both commiserating on how oh, was a great season. They had a good time, but they're both, you know, don't really have a lot of money. This is kind of their gig, and and they wish that they could just do more for the people around them.
1: Yeah, and uh, they're talking about like gifts, and Elf Selma is talking about the best gift that she ever got from her husband was a wreath that uh he made out of postage stamps because it was a gift from the heart and he she knew that it really uh i don't know it meant a lot to her that she did something he made
0: yeah something he made that was you know meant yeah exactly meant a lot to them
1: yeah and then uh her husband that she was just talking about shows up she kind of goes off screen does something who knows and uh james talks briefly to uh her husband and her husband uh, harry
0: real quick he was alfred dennis who was uh The Perfect Strangers episode where they they became caterers and they had the German party and the the, like. So he was Gunther, one of the one of the Germans, one of the one of the main Germans in the uh, in the German party.
1: All right. Uh, We find out that uh, Harry got Selma some mittens this year for Christmas, which is what James had originally got for Maggie. Right? Was a pair of mittens. Exactly. And um, James looks down at this jewelry box that he had just bought this jewelry for Maggie, and he's like. Here you go, Harry. This is for you. I want you to give it to Selma. Um, I don't need it. Um, we know that he bought it for Maggie, but uh, at the same time, he thinks in his head that he knows what Maggie really wants, and that's something from the heart.
0: And I think he also thinks that Selma would really appreciate it. Not not that she needs it; like she yeah. definitely is low key. But I think that it's just he sees it as something that he can offer to them that. That yeah, I guess
1: Selma does comment at some point like how jewelry is a really nice gift and like they just don't have the money <laughs> to do that kind of thing or something like that.
0: Yeah, she does, but in a very in a very like humble and, and like kind of tongue in cheek way.
1: Um. Uh, yeah. So that's the scene. Like, gives it to Harry. Harry's like, "Oh, I can't accept this." And he's like, Oh, you take it." And he's like, "Well, why don't you give it right this directly to Selma?" And like, "No, this is for you to give to her." And that kind yeah,
0: of yeah. It. It's a very nice moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to the house. Uh, it's bedtime. Maggie's putting Mickey to bed. Um, Christmas Eve. Uh, they wake up. Christmas morning. Mickey's now opening presents, and it is just like a Fisher Price commercial at this uh, point. Like everything well, even- he got.
0: Even the construction outfit at, at the very beginning of the yeah. that we talked about is a Fisher Price Play School. I think they're the same brand. Um the whole get up and they like they like obviously take the uh, the brand names off of it so they don't have to pay anybody. But yeah, everything is everything is Fisher Price.
1: Even like the stocking when they empty it out, there's like three things in the stocking and one of them <laughs> happens to be this like Fisher Price like truck or something yeah 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 so they're 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 opening presents playing with presents eventually there's a knock on the door and it's james he comes over to bring uh first mickey his christmas present which is a nice sled that he got him and then uh he hands maggie her present which she discovers is a cassette tape she plays the cassette, cassette she plays it on the radio or whatever she's got in there and uh It is a nice Christmas song that appears to be created by James.
0: Luckily, no vocals included.
1: No Mm -hmm. vocals. Um, It's just him on his keyboard that's in his apartment. But it's nice. It sounds good. It's nice. better than most of the things that we've discovered from him this uh, season.
0: A lot better.
1: And uh, we do find out that, in fact, he wrote the song. He recorded it. It does have a name, and he has named this song Maggie's Song, and she is speechless.
0: She's just floored. Like, she had no idea ever that he had feelings for her.
1: So, uh, she hugs him, and she said that, uh, she feels bad because, uh, he wrote her this song, and all she got him was a lousy, regular gift, and he accidentally says, well, I've been wanting that answering machine all along, (laughs) and, uh, gives himself up. She chases him around the, uh, 400-square-foot apartments and, uh, says... You know what? Um, Or she's like, you knew this whole time. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. And then he pulls out some mistletoe and they kiss underneath the mistletoe.
0: And then she realizes the mistletoe was actually parsley.
1: Yep, just parsley, not mistletoe. And he says he knows. And then they hug again. And that's Kind of it, right? Or well,
0: Mickey does say the secret about peace on earth is is loving people.
1: Yeah, Christmas is about loving people, and that's the secret of peace on earth. That's the end of the episode. We go to our final scene, which is not Mickey in a construction outfit. Instead, it is a pretty much a still shot of a Christmas tree with some Christmas music. I don't know if it was the same song James made or not, but uh, I don't know. Closes out the scene for us.
0: This this episode was a failure on so many levels. No. It was an awful, it was It It was. It was like trying so hard to be this like super sweet, sentimental Christmas episode, and it really just never really hit the mark, and again, and this is what drives me nuts about this show right now, in this season, is that it totally neglects the fact that in the last episode, they had this like, it closed out with them both like saying how much like that they care about each other, they have feelings for each other, and like their interactions- They kissed the in this episode? It was still so lame and so she un- bought him an un-
1: $800 answering machine.
0: They, like the writers of this show, he wrote her to- a song called Maggie's Song and never even talked about all the other stuff that happened before this episode. The writers of this show fail to, like, arc, arc this stuff together. They failed, like, every episode is them tiptoeing around. Not just tiptoeing, but every episode is them making the first step the first time. Like they never take the second step or the third step or the fourth step. It's like Travis oh, is my like, God. I just want
1: them naked in a bed already.
0: <laughs> That's not what I want, but I want there to be progress in the relationship. Like, and why can't just... they
1: get married as quick as Frank and Carol? <laughs> why haven't they moved in yet? Um,
0: but no, you know what I mean? Like every time it's just like, this is the first time something, like this is the first time they've ever felt this way But
1: which is totally not the they case. They young and, and in love. Uh,
0: they think they're going to have a third season. And, that's a problem.
1: And that. All right. Um, so that's all that aired this week. We do decide to watch uh, Dinosaurs. Disney dinosaurs. calls it season two, episode eight, but it's probably not actually season two, episode eight. The no. important part, the name of the episode is Power Erupts. And, Which uh, is
0: obviously a play on power corrupts. So
1: so it starts off after the theme song. We're watching the news. The family is. And uh, we find out there's a, there was a volcano eruption. Um, Mount
0: Thunder. Yeah.
1: All the families watching. Robbie and Charlene are happy because uh, they know that school might be canceled because that's what happens when the volcanoes erupt. In uh, yeah, in they Campan have ash Virginia.
0: days instead of instead of snow days.
1: Yeah, which is hilarious because they're like at some point they're like, oh, let's go sledding in the ash and make ash angels and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: And then we also find out we say so is also closed. So uh, so Earl is also really excited.
1: Yep. So everyone's gonna have a home day and. Uh, He's like, oh, let's just be lazy. And they start watching uh, Mr. Lizard, which is the Mr. Wizard. Uh, Mr. Wizard, yeah. off spoof thing. And uh, Earl and Baby are like, he's going to say it, which we've seen in like, <laughs> other episodes. And then, Right, uh, yeah, this is a running gag. Timmy dies, and uh, Mr. Lizard's like, we're going to need another Timmy. And they go They're crazy We're going to need another Timmy. They think it's hilarious. and uh, Timmy dies because he
0: sticks his head in a jet engine and gets a blown off. <laughs> Mr. Um, Wizard's the wor- or Mr. Lizard is the worst.
1: <laughs> the worst scientist teacher. Yeah. So the um, worst person
0: to leave your children with.
1: Yeah, that too. Um, so Fran is like kind of getting fed up with this already. She knows it's everyone's day off, but she wants everyone to be doing things. Like this is not a day to be lazy. Uh, Robbie, you need to be working on your science project, and I don't know what she tells the rest of them, but everyone's got to, stuff he's got to a do.
0: stack of bills he needs to get around to paying. Yeah. I don't know what did she tell uh, Charlene.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. She wants to go shopping, I think, Charlene, right? Probably. So um, then we go to a scene in Robbie's room where Robbie is trying to think about this school science project and he's got like thought bubble videos over his head of like all these different ideas. He has to create a combination. I think that's what like, doesn't the assignment was. he doesn't have to. No? He doesn't have to, but his,
0: his teacher tells him that some of the best inventions come from just combining two okay. everyday things. So that's where he starts to like come up with all these ideas of. To everyday things, yeah, like he
1: almost creates uh, Reebok pumps and uh, peanut butter candy <laughs> bars in his head, but like yeah, thr- yeah, yeah, yeah. shoots them off as like horrible. It's like ideas. those are awful
0: <laughs> ideas. Which peanut butter candy is awful, and he's right. That was wow. an awful idea. Whoever invented that was wrong. Um, you, but you, we just lost
1: cool. so many listeners with you saying that peanut butter candy is wrong.
0: Well, that's something that are gonna have to come to grips with. All
1: right. So eventually, he comes to this, uh, of this idea of. At first, it's like a jelly volcano, right?
0: Well, so so yeah, because what happens is before all this, Fran is in the kitchen and she's gonna make jelly, and she has this contraption that she puts on top of the the pot that helps like the like taste infuse the right? jelly, and it kind of like basically it like circulates everything back into the pot so that it it
1: helps the jelly. Are these things safe. that people owned in the nineties?
0: I have no idea. I have no. I mean, I've never made jelly, but I don't know if it's a real thing or not. But basically, his thought bubbles are electric bill that dad has to pay volcano that's going off and then this jelly machine jelly contraption that mom is using and he he smashes all those together to come up with his idea
1: yeah and then we go to like a scene where we're at the school right like at the science fair I guess. science fair yep yep he's talking to spike about his idea and spike's like Oh, it's never gonna work or something like that and uh They're talking, and then the judge, I guess, starts going around looking at everyone's projects.
0: Right. It's the teacher. It's the same science teacher, I think.
1: Mr. Lizard? Or a different one?
0: No, not Mr. Lizard. They don't let him near kids anymore.
1: So he's going around looking at all these entries. Um, One girl's got, like, this uh, atmosphere diagram, and, like, there's, like, a hairspray layer, and... uh, Uh, her her family
0: is floating in in the cloud she's
1: like what are these three dots oh my grandparents and my dog or something like that
0: (laughs) one kid also invents the clapper like the clap on clap off
1: yeah someone did invent that um yeah and uh what i don't
0: remember any of the other ones oh there was one kid they walked by who just had different vials of liquid and they were labeled with the colors of the vials i don't i didn't really get the joke there
1: genius Spike invents, uh, or Spike's project is the inside of a TV as he just smashes it with a single punch and pulls it out from the inside. Here's my project. It's the inside of a television.
0: When I was in high school, we did a science fair project once where we tested how long the different uh, bubble, like chewing gums of the time, how long the flavor lasted to determine whether the flavor crystals or the stripes on striped gum was more effective.
1: Hmm. That seems like a tough like experiment to conduct
0: we we 100 did not take this seriously
1: yeah i would have taken it seriously
0: yeah we did not
1: um so yeah the teacher comes over to uh robbie's project and robbie starts to explain that uh he's created this volcano and (laughs) the uh volcano can actually power an entire town and uh well he hasn't created
0: the volcano he's created a cap to put on top of the volcano well
1: i mean the project he has a volcano on there like, yeah yeah but it's that's a, not the a... invention
0: that's not the invention
1: sure the invention the invention is to harness the power of a volcano to use its power or whatever right but right. he still has created a volcano
0: yeah i mean who hasn't baking soda and and water right i don't know if i've ever
1: created a volcano well
0: you will you have a child now you'll get to it
1: um so yeah they uh, he loves it. He thinks this is this could be the most uh, significant in- invention of their time is what he says. Yeah, sure. And then there's a montage of all these news stories. Robbie is I uh, I don't know, like a genius, I guess, that he's created this. So, like,
0: uh, I don't know if he's a genius, but he's 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 a revolu- he's definitely changing the world. So he's he's on the cover of Dawn of Time magazine, which is time and Reptile Weekly, which is people, people. And then the Pangea Tribune, which is is kind of the newspaper that everybody is reading about how about this new invention. Um, the, and he, they give it a name, the Sinclair Sinclair Power Dome.
1: So then we go to the uh, Sinclair House where Earl is. Uh happy that uh robbie might make him rich is pretty much what he's thinking like right. all right robbie got this idea we're gonna be rich we're gonna have so much money and robbie's like well i didn't do this to be rich or famous i really just did this because i want to help people out i know that uh this is something that is really going to make an effect on uh the world as we see it
0: yeah yep and and of course that's what are all that they're all going to get rich
1: yeah that's the most important part so then there's a uh meeting where we see uh, Earl's boss, Ridgefield, and uh, he's meeting with his boss. I, what was his name?
0: Uh, hey, oh, did I write it down? Uh, Ashland. 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 Yeah. Who's
1: like the CEO of of the We Say So
0: Corporation? Yeah. And they're meeting in this like dark conference room that obviously only bad things happen in. So.
1: Yeah, and they're pretty much meaning to say that this Sinclair Dome is gonna hurt their company because if they have, if there's a way for people to get free power, it's gonna put them out of the energy business, which is gonna hurt their company.
0: Yeah, that's a big part of their their revenue, so they uh, they don't like that.
1: So he wants Ridgefield to uh, get some info on Robbie. And prove that this dome will not work. They need to discredit Robbie's the whole thing.
0: Well, there's two things that happen here. So first he says, let's get some information to prove that the dome won't work. And and Richfield, to his credit, says everything that we that all the information that we have shows that this will probably work and this is a good idea. And then Ashland says, All right, then we need to find a way to discredit him. And Richfield is like, I'm oh, in, let's do this, let's destroy this child's life.
1: So we go to the Sinclair's house where they're watching uh, television, and then there's a couple uh, "We Say So" commercials that come on, um, and they're all trying to um, to just say that Robbie's dumb and uh, (laughs) that he is a bad person, and uh, no one should uh, believe any of these ideas that he has, and that "We Say So" is the answer to their power problems. Yeah,
0: I mean, a lot of things that they say are true. Like he failed science test and he doesn't know what he's doing he's a child i mean they're not lying most of the time
1: is this where they're like you need to burn tires for energy and not he's like
0: yeah we burn tires and coal and, and oil and without that why would you like you need this and not gas from a volcano
1: uh, Robbie gets home at some point during this, and uh, he's like telling his mom that all these people want to kill him because of him. As invention. he's walking
0: in the door, there's like people throwing stuff outside, through right? the door at him. Yeah, like people are throwing trash at him as he's coming into the house.
1: And then Earl comes in and he's like, Robbie, you gotta have to move out now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't, we can't deal with
1: this. This event, this invention is hurting the family's life, and uh, you cannot be here. You're wrong. Uh, the phone rings, it's Ridgefield. Earl immediately tries to apologize for Robbie inventing the uh, the dome, but Ridgefield tells him <laughs> uh, that he's worried that their uh, friendship is going away and he wants to have a dinner with him and his entire family.
0: He makes sure he says, make sure you bring the whole family.
1: Including Robbie. Um, so th- then we go to this dinner. Um, they toast to their friendship to start off and then... Uh, you,
0: the name of the restaurant, by the way, is Les Predateurs. The predator,
1: so, yeah, and I, like, I think uh, Charlene's like like trying to talk French as she walks in the door and stuff. And uh, Ridgefield tells Robbie that uh, the We Say So Corporation wants to buy the dome that he has created
0: for five hundred dollars, which everyone responds as though that is a significant amount of money. Right? Amount which, of money which with it, with inflation, it's probably like there's probably not even a, a name for how much money that would be nowadays.
1: Yeah. Robbie's like, no, I'm not going to sell it. This is not why I made this. I don't want money. And he like goes up from 500 to a thousand to $5,000. And Robbie's like, no sale. Earl's like take the money and well Earl
0: also is like thinks that Robbie is playing hardball and that like Robbie's got a a a plan here which his plan is just to not sell but Earl's like yeah you're doing a good job keep 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 him going
1: yeah and Fran is like sticking up for Robbie and like uh, totally behind him not selling and then eventually Earl gets behind I don't know what was said or what happened but Earl is eventually on Robbie's team and is like all right I agree don't sell this uh, the dome yeah
0: was there something that was said or. I don't remember, well, I think maybe when Fran is like kind of trying to tell him how important it is, that, that helps bring Earl around a little bit. But Earl, in the process of kind of standing up here, makes the mistake of saying, we don't care if you have enough money to buy the, the, the cap on the thing. And we don't care if you even have enough money to buy the volcano. And, and Richfield's like... Great idea, see you later.
1: Yeah, so as soon as he hears Earl say, buy the whole volcano, Ridgefield runs out the door because that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> they're gonna buy the whole volcano. So <laughs> we're not at the Sinclair's house, they're watching the news again, we find out that the We Say So Corporation has bought the volcano and that they will not be building a dome until testing is done in like 50 million years or something like
0: that. Yep, Yeah. they're not opposed to it, they just need to make sure that all the safety testing is done yeah. over the next few millennia.
1: Um, so then Carl thanks Robbie for helping him. Earl.
0: (laughs) I do it all the time too. I do it all the time.
1: Thanks Robbie for helping him, uh, see what, uh, the We Say So Corporation was doing and how this is important and how he should be listening to him and all that stuff. And, uh, then there's another ad on the TV from the We Say So Corporation and it says, we know what you want. We know what you need. We know where you live. And then that's the end of the episode.
0: (laughs) This is one of those episodes that just makes you sad at the end of it. Because yeah. it's just still the truth. It's still, like, nothing has changed. This is still this, the, the world we live in.
1: So that's it. I don't know if you want to include Dinosaurs in your rankings for this week. I mean, we watched it, right? I mean, I'll, I, I don't mind including it. I All don't right. mind including it. I mean,
0: um, I'll, I'll go first, because I know what I... Baby Talk for me was number three by a yeah. mile. Um, dinosaurs was number two. It was fine. I, you know, either way. Uh, but I really, I don't know. Even though there was a lot of Step by step, that was, I didn't really find believable or understand. I still thought it was a really funny episode. Yeah. I chuckled a lot. No, I, I agree. Was
1: that was my, my same order, too. I really liked how Step by Step had like two stories. There was like the job at the computer and then the aliens thing. And like they split it and up they're perfectly. Both good. And they're both they funny. were both good. They were
0: both good. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine they probably were like, look, we got these two storylines. We can't really flesh them out to like a full 20 minutes. And people were like, just do them both. And it worked. It was good. It was perfectly fine.
1: Uh, what do we got going on next week?
0: Yeah, so next week's a similar week um, reruns. So we've got Family Matters season three, episode thirteen. Uh, Step by Step is in a rerun, and then Perfect Strangers season seven, episode twelve. Baby Talk is in a rerun. So you want to go ahead and throw another Dinosaurs on there? For, I
1: guess so. We
0: gotta get. We're almost done. We're almost caught up, and and uh, it'll be. It'll feel good. And that be
1: should be on. week one eighteen next week, I believe.
0: It is. It is week one eighteen. Yep. Uh, so
1: yeah.
0: So yeah. So we'll watch those three: Family Matters, Perfect Strangers, and Dinosaurs.
1: Uh, Thanks to Liv once again for the theme song this week.
0: Thanks to Liv. Um, And don't forget if you were on an episode of TGIF and you haven't reached out and emailed us yet, especially if you were a main cast member that might not remember being on TGIF, let us know. We like to hear from you. We don't know what to do with you, but we'll, you know, it's still cool.
1: Yeah, reach out to us on any of our social media platforms at TGIFCast. You can send us an email, TGIFCast at gmail.com. And like I said earlier, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Just search Two Guys into Fridays because uh, yep. we've probably got some stuff coming up during the holidays.
0: Yeah, we hope to have a good interview for you by the end of the <laughs> year. Because um, the last year, the last week of the year is a rerun week in, in full. So it'd be nice to have a cool interview for everybody to, to cap it all off with.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty good cool yeah Yeah.
0: all right well i don't know you got anything else steve no that's it i guess we got to get ready for our 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 next wrestling excursion tomorrow
1: yeah where are we going baltimore
0: baltimore we haven't even figured out when we're leaving yet i don't even know Eh. i really don't care i'm up for whatever
1: yeah same here all right, man. See you tomorrow. Have a good week. You got it, dude. It's
0: Friday night, All right. and the mood is right. I'm going to have some fun, show you how it's right. done. T G I F O. T B A podcast.